check, check. And welcome to a new edition of Late Night Like a Dope Nightmare Reviews. My name is Kyle Martin. I'm Alden Roth. And we're here for a new episode, and we're drinking, I don't know, but it's from North Country. It's like a, um, it's definitely a coffee porter multi. Very good. It, uh, yeah. it, it feels very high in alcohol content. Yeah, I drank, I'm two and a half in right now and I'm feeling it. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it very much. Also, I haven't eaten all day today too because I, I didn't open to close at work. So yeah. I took two bananas into work with me. Okay. So that was like my breakfast. Ate two bananas, ate a small bag of Doritos. Uh-huh. And then when I got home, I heated up, uh, I have about like... Two more servings of buffalo chicken dip, so I nice. cut up half of it, heated that up, and watched uh, the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix again for like the third time. Yeah, and just ate that and some uh, salt and vinegar Lay's chips. Nice. So that was my dinner, and then I started drinking. I had about I had three. Yeah, I had three. I had, yeah, well, two and a half right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm halfway through this last one here. Um. But yeah, so the story behind this North Country is there was a growler at work. So we put on this North Country on draft at work, and um, it just tasted like ass when you poured it. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck is up with this? And I guess the keg was just, it was just a bad keg or something like that. And so we called up, we sent an email to North Country, and we're like, hey, this keg is bad. We're taking this off. We're not serving this. Yeah. And North Country came in with, and they were like, hey, sorry about that uh, whole situation there we got a growler of it's the same beer but it was good um yeah we got a growler of it for you and just just take it or whatever nice. so that was that was about that was in january definitely okay probably like early to mid-january i want to say that was okay and i put it in the the uh walk-in where all the other kegs are because I assumed that either like Cassie or Lish, my other managers, would take it. Yeah. And I was I wasn't just gonna take it or anything. I was gonna right. let them have it. And it has sat there for since until today. And so today when I was at work, I saw it still there and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I, I texted them a picture of it and I was like, Hey, what's going on with this? If you guys aren't gonna take this, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, I don't care. And Cassie sent me back a text saying, Yeah, just pour just pour it out. And I was uh, like, fuck that. I'm going to take it home and drink yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not fucking wasting this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't pour it out because this is tasty it's, ass it's shit. really good. I was surprised how fresh it was. Especially because it's like a month old and like... It was... De- you... They definitely capped it on there pretty tightly. Yeah. Because when you... I opened it up, it like did that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't think I've ever had a growler that's really stayed good past a week. So this is pretty impressive. Good job, North Country. Yeah. You fucked up with the keg, but you did good on the growler yeah, there. I guess you should stick to small batches. Mm. Yeah, um, North Country's okay. Like, I've had a, a couple of their beers, and I haven't really been, like, that, like, blown away by them. Yeah. But this was really good. Where are they from? They're from They're from Pennsylvania. Okay. They're from Western Pennsylvania. Huh. Yeah. Are they from uh, North Western Pennsylvania? It would make sense, wouldn't it? Like, Northern Western be, Pennsylvania? Be... I think it's up to, like to like eerie-ish that think, would be northwest say. yeah i think i want to say that's about as northwest here. as you can get in Pennsylvania. literally until you hit the fucking you know great lakes there yeah and then you're in canada and you're just a good person then hey <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah it's a good like it's definitely a porter maybe a stout and it's not a stout um 
Definitely got some coffee aromas. I couldn't fucking tell you. I thought you worked at Beerhead. Were you supposed to know everything about beer? Uh, um, I do, but I just kind of fake my way through mm-hmm. it, and and I just fake bullshit. It till you make it. I fake it till I'm. I literally faked it till I made it. Yeah. Like literally there. Like they were like when I got hired there. Um, I mean it's just it's there's no food there. Yeah. And I mean, and later this year there will be food there. But when okay. I started there a year ago, there was no food. It's only beer. And they were like, okay, you have, uh, you have like bartender experience. And I was like, yeah, I've kind of beer before. Yeah. I've, I've poured beer <laughs> and like, and it's not like you have to make mixed drinks. N- yeah, exactly. That's why I was just like, yeah, who, who the fuck doesn't know how to pour beer, you know? And so, I mean, the, the last job I had before this, I was in, I was at this one brewery in North Carolina for, from mid-March until the beginning of May. I didn't know you had a job down there. I did. I did have a job down there. I was a server uh, nice. at this uh, Liberty Brewery. It sucked. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it sucked. Um, and, but before that, I worked for my first restaurant job. Yeah. Was Mix All American Pub. Right. And I started there in 2014, like right after the road trip. I got in a job there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I started out as a hostess. So I would <laughs> see people. Yeah. And uh, I did that for about. I want to say six months, wow. and then my and then we didn't have any servers. And my manager Ashley, who's one of my dearest friends, all all the people I work there with are my like I really consider close friends. So like Ashley Groob, Ashley Groff, Anna Atkinson, um, a lot of Ashley. Dude, there's more Ashleys than that too. Um, there was another Ashley. I, I don't remember her last name, but she worked in the Lancaster Lidditz. But she would come over to the Lidditz Lidditz or the Lidditz mix and yeah. and work. A little bit, and there was another server named Ashley too. There were literally like four Ashleys working at once there. It was it was insane, dude. Um, but like Sarah Nicoletti and uh, Caitlin and uh, Caitlin Lewis. There was a ton of Caitlins too. Caitlin Lewis, Caitlin Bookmore, um, Caitlin uh, Eberly, um, Sarah. There was Sarah Nicoletti. Then there was Sarah Neary. Nathan, I don't remember his last name, and then all the cooks. Uh, then there was there was Dana Andreessen and Dave Andreessen, who Dave was the district manager okay. of the the kitchens of all the mixed kitchens, uh, and like he would literally go from the Liz location to the Lancaster location to the Mountjoy location, and now they opened up a Mexican restaurant named Maze. So Mick owns this Mexican restaurant called Maze. And now he's in charge of that too. So Dave is Maze Maze all all Mexican. Yeah, basically, yeah, literally. Um, supposedly, it's really good. I haven't. I mean, I, they just opened it like the past sure, year. And no so Roberitos. It's not. No, yeah. no fucking way, dude. Dude, Roberitos is like whole. Dude, when you came to Lancaster, uh, what was it April of two thousand sixteen, and we were like. It was before we went to go shoot Joel's music video, mm. and we were like, "What are we going to do?" I'm like, "We're going to fucking raw burritos," and we went yeah. to raw burritos, and I was like, "This fucking burrito is the shit." That was that that burrito was the shit. And then yeah. when you came down to shoot, um, uh, Kenny Short, we went and ate there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, I miss I miss that burrito joint so badly. That was like yeah. that was the best burrito I've ever had. Um, but uh. But yeah, so I worked at, at Mix for for, for literally almost four years there. Yeah, that's wild. Um, from two thousand from August two thousand fourteen till January two thousand eighteen, I worked there. 
And so I worked as a hostess, then I worked as a food runner, then I worked as a server, and then I was then they wanted me to be a bartender and a manager. But I was always just like, no, I don't want to be a manager. Like, I don't want to take on that kind of responsibility. Yeah. And uh, they always kept pressuring me to do it and do it and do it. And then my parents were like, we're moving. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> like, I'm moving. I don't need to do, like, I'm not going to do. Like, it was literally at that point, it was like, you're going to be a manager. And then yeah. they, I was like, oh, I'm moving. I don't have to be a manager. Right. Um, and now you are a manager. And now I am a manager. <laughs> yeah, that's how everything comes full circle there. Yeah. Um, but, uh. But Mix, I re- that Mix was a great place to learn, like how to learn everything. So sure. how to like learn how to be a hostess, and then learn how to be a food runner, learn how to be a server. And I bartended a little bit there because like when we would get jack shit busy, because it would always just be like one bartender, one server, okay, and that was it, you know. And so and then when we, when that place filled up, it got really intense really quickly. Yeah. And uh, so I would have to hop back behind. And, like, I was good friends with all the bartenders, too, so they wouldn't mind that you hopped back there and poured yourself a beer. Like, yeah. it, did, it didn't matter. Um, so I learned how to, like, pour beer, like, a little bit. Yeah. But then when I worked at Liberty Brewery down in North Carolina, it was like, no, you don't do that. Like, you don't go behind the bar. You know, the bar was kind of separated from the other dining room, okay. you know, so I never poured a beer back there. Interesting. Yeah, and then when I was here in Pittsburgh... And I got this job at Beerhead, and they were just like, "You have you have bartending experience," and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah. how hard can it be?" You know. <laughs> and uh, then when I I learned how hard it could be, <laughs> when I hopped back there, and it was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know. Yeah. Um. But you. But I mean, look, bartending's not fucking rocket science, all right. You get you get a. Once you get in there and you're in the shit for like two or three shifts, yeah, you get the handle of it. You sure. know. And that's why um, Matt, our good friend Matt, who was on, who was a previous guest on the podcast, hey, um, we're doing, time. we're also doing hirings at, at Beerhead. Uh, so anyone that's interested in the Pittsburgh area to be oh. a bartender, you should come uh, apply. Yeah, by by the time you listen to this podcast, though, we'll already have hired. Right. You did know? you so text Matt though? I did. No, I did text Matt. Okay. And I was like, hey man, like you should like come and like yeah fill out an application and like come in and and. Um, my general manager is looking for people with experience, but she was just like, because I told her about Matt and I was like, you know, if you know him and you like know yeah. him, like I'll give him an interview if he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. experience. Cause I was like, he doesn't really have bartending experience, but he has a lot of beer experience. Exactly. And that's why I was like, he could be really good at this job. Yeah. And he's a good people person. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And so I texted him and I was just like, Hey man, like come out and like, you know, yeah, just fill out an application. And he was like, oh, interesting. And then he texted me back and he was like, what's the, uh, so it's just tips and then what's the hourly wage and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, just, it's it's just tips. All right. Like, yeah. just come out and just fill out the application. All right. Like, what what are you doing right Come now? on, man. What are you waiting for, Matt? Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on. What are you, what are you, you're going to wait around and wait for someone to hand you something? Yeah. No, just go out and just fucking grab it. All right. Like, literally, you'll make, during baseball season, I was walking away a week with like oh, yeah. a thousand bucks in my pocket. Yeah. That's wild. You know, and I, I, I had no sleep at all, but I was just like, hey, I'm going to be able to pay rent and eat. Right. You know? Um, that, that was fucking wild, dude. Like that, that week in July when I walked away with like $1,200 in my pocket and it wasn't even a week. And I was just like, I was like, holy fucking shit. This is the most money I've ever made in like in my entire life. And I don't know what the fuck to do with it right now. Yeah. That's wild. It was fucking nuts, dude. But I was working crazy fucking hours too. And that, well, here's the thing too, is like when it at Beerhead, it was like, 
when Tiff was general manager. Yeah. And Tiff was like the kind of person that like I, I'm a I'm a person when I see someone else busting their ass, it inspires me to bust my ass even more. Yeah. And Tiff was there every fucking day and busting her ass for like over twelve hours. She was like there. Yeah, yeah. Like it, on game day she was there basically all day and all night. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was just like, you know what, she's busting her ass, I'm gonna bust my ass too. You know, and right. I go back there and I would I would give it a hundred and ten percent. And it was it, it it was that like infectious personality that like rubbed off on you you know and and yeah. I'm I'm very much like when I I think I'm a very like hard worker and when I see someone else working harder than me I'm like fuck dude like I see you and I appreciate you and I'm gonna counteract you you know yeah. and I'm gonna be like I don't know I just I think hard workers are hard to come by nowadays mm-hmm. and when I see someone else doing it it like it's just like respect you know yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it makes you want to do better you know yeah which how i think like when you're a general manager like that you know you, it, that's what you have to do and she was amazing like tiff tiff was absolutely incredible and i i yeah i, I really had a lot of love for her just as a person in general but then yeah. as a a boss i respected her more than any of my other i mean like i like at mix my general managers uh ashley groob and and kelly I have much love for them, and they're just, they're huge parts of me, because it's just, like, I was a kid, basically, and I kind of, like, right. grew up with them, and I grew up with a lot of strong women in, in very, you know, um, higher powers, yeah. um, which has melded my, my outlook on the world, you know, having come from a, a family of, with a strong mother and a yeah, strong yeah, grandmother, yeah. and then going to a workplace with a strong woman, yeah. um, and strong women in, in higher powers, and then going to here and working for another very, very strong woman who was basically sure. providing for her family yeah. all by herself, you know? And yeah. it was it was absolutely incredible to see. But, man, could she fucking party hard. Like, yeah. dude, I... The one night, I went out with Tiff. We got off at the same time. This is after they, they gave me the um, general manager... Or not the, the manager position. Okay. And I was just telling... I was like, Tiff, you know, I really, you know... Um, I really respect you and, you know, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity because I've only been working there for uh, since July and sure. they offered me that in the end of October. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, and that's right. a very quick time I felt like. And so like I, I and I felt it was just like it was Tiff really putting her neck on, on the line for me. Yeah. You she know? saw you picking up where she was she was putting down. Yeah, and and yeah, and so I really had a lot of respect for her and you know, I, I and we just we went fucking hard that night, dude. We drank. We were drinking like nine percenters, and then we went to local and did a shot <laughs> of like. And she she's a whiskey girl, dude. She she is the only other person that I've met that can like go toe to toe with me. Yeah, and like toe to toe with like anyone that I know. You know, and yeah. Like she's a hard fucking drinker, and so we did a shot of whiskey, and then we went to Mullins, and we met up with one of our locals there, or one of our regulars okay. at Beard. And we were doing fucking shots there, and I blacked out. Next thing I know, I'm like, I'm, we're we're in McDonald's, uh-huh. and we're like waiting for the line at McDonald's. I'm like, whoa, how the fuck did I get here? I'm like, what? And we're yeah. eating McDonald's on outside of, in my apartment. We're just eating like Big Macs, waiting for our Uber to come pick her up. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did we get here right now? And then I slept in that, I was supposed, I told Tiff I was going to be at work at 9 a.m. the next day. 
when I was originally scheduled for 11 okay. a.m. I wake up the next morning at 11 a.m. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. holy fucking shit. I run from yeah. here. I, th- I had the same work clothes on. I ran all the way down to Beerhead, which is about... It's not... It, I mean, it's not that far. It's about a 15-minute walk. I yeah. ran about 10 minutes. Yeah. I got there. Tiff's there, and two other bartenders are there. And me and Tiff just look at each other, and she's just like, I understand. <laughs> I'm hungover, too. Just just go. Because yeah. it was a Steeler game that day, too. Uh, okay. That morning was yeah, a Steeler yeah. game. And we're just like, fuck. And so... Worked for about like two hours and then finally it slowed down. And I was just like, Tiff, I'm so I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, this has never happened to me yeah. before. And she's just like, she's like, I have never met someone that has like gone that far before. <laughs> so she's like, just mad respect to you. Yeah, and just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> we just like never talked about it yeah. ever since then. <laughs> but it was just like holy fucking shit. That was the first time when I was just like. I met my match, yeah. you know, besides my, my mom and like my uncles where yeah. it was just like someone went fucking shot for shot with me and like, yeah, we went fucking balls deep in it. Wild. Oh man. Cause but we tried, we, you tried doing shot for shot with me well, on New Year's. That was a bad decision. That was after hiking a couple miles and then yeah. not eating at all. Yeah. I hadn't eaten really. Yeah. You ate. That night, uh, <laughs> you ate that night, bro. I, I puked it all up again. But I, I was, I, I, I would say I hung in longer than you in Iceland. Um, probably. I mean, like, I, I mean, you were puking, and I was like, one more bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't remember a thing after the disco. Yeah. I remember dancing at the disco and then that's it. Yeah, and then yeah. playing pinball. I don't think that was at the you disco. Mean foosball? Ball. Foosball. Yeah. I was playing no. foosball. We were that was a different bar than the disco. Yeah, though. I think so. But I think Liz was there with us. And she, she was. That's yeah. where you lost your jacket. That place was where I foosball. lost my jacket. Yeah. I thought I left my jacket on like a park bench. No, I'm pretty sure you left it at foosball. Okay. F- fuck if I remember. And then Drew. In, in Peru that night, we, that was We just, both it, lost it. We didn't eat it, really, anything that day. I don't remember eating anything. No, that was a bad day. We drank Cusca Negros. Yeah. And then I remember, we, up on you. F- first off, who the fuck was that guy that just, like, came to our table and was just like, Some hey. guy from Florida. He was American? Yeah. You don't remember that? I remember him jumping in... At our table, and him being like, yeah. hey, and we were just like, hey, yeah. and then he was just like, you come to our our other hostel bar, and then we, I yeah. remember walking down this like weird yeah. path to the hostel bar, we were talking to that one girl. Trying to get her to hook up with you, or at least get her your number. It was that, and I was just like, I just want to make sure she's okay. I remember oh, just yeah. being like, are you okay? You know, <laughs> like, I was just really concerned for her. I was just like, are you, do you feel safe? You know, and she was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. And I was like, cool. And then I remember yeah, sure, leaving. Sure you, like, berating her didn't make her feel any better. Exactly. Yeah, too. Um, too. And then I remember leaving. Next thing I remember, we're outside the, like, gate to our hostel yeah. being like, let us in. Yeah. And then the next thing I remember is you puking in the toilet and me being like, one more. Do it. One more. <laughs> yeah. I, and then, just, I, I, and then I, the next thing I remember is waking up with a fucking hangover to you being like, hey, we're going to go in the Amazon. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have a flash memory of us leaving that last bar, but I don't remember banging on the hostel door or anything. I remember banging on the hostel door. I remember, yeah. like, banging on it. I don't remember being let in, though. I don't Somehow know. we got it. Somehow, yeah. Someone let us in. I mean, we had our keys, so that probably did the trick, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, that was time. That was funny how we were just, like, we got, like, blackout drunk in Iceland, and then we were just, like... And then in that one, in the video in Iceland, I'm just, like, never get drunk in a foreign country. And literally a year later, we yeah. got drunk in a foreign country. <laughs> did I tell you I blacked out again in Iceland? Yeah, 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 you told me that, yeah. yeah. But you weren't in Reykjavik, though. You were, no, like, by I yourself. I was in Selfus. Yeah. Selfus with... But it was, like, the Christmas celebration, and I I did the uh, the same thing with Davis that I did with you. Trying to go shot you bought, like, shot. Jim Beam, right? We had a big bottle of Jim Beam. And, <sighs> Fuck that. Or maybe it was Jameson. I don't know. Fuck that. But we, we were just going shot for shot. Yeah. And I was like, fine. I was like interviewing him. Yeah. And then he was like, at one point, you just took three sh- shots straight and then <sighs> just started, you like fell over and like went to sleep next to the fire. Fuck, dude. Fuck, I can't, dude, I can't really do, like, liquor anymore, man. It's not, it's not that much fun anymore. No, it's, like, when I was, like, younger, like, I could handle it. I drank a, a fifth of Jack Daniels by myself at this one party the one time. I literally don't know how I survived. And I was, like, I was a skinnier, like, twig yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. too. I remember it was Kelsey Yeager's party, Kelsey, the blonde-haired girl yeah. that helped out with ushers. Yeah. She was having a house party, and it was me, Chris Hickey, Wes was there, too, um... Joel was there with yeah. Kelsey, his girlfriend, okay. at the time, and I had just Lauren had just broken up with me too, mm. and so I was just like I was wearing my speedo, I was feeling good, <laughs> and I was just like I'm getting fucking late. Why were you wearing a speedo? Because I I I had a it was my speedo from swim team okay. from my, from my high school years, and I was just like you know what I'm showing off my dick, I feel good, like. I'm I'm single now, like I'm, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm putting myself out there and blah yeah. blah blah. And I just drank a fifth of Jack Daniels by myself, and I, it was really, de- it's really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I, I remember texting Lauren that night too, I think. And uh, I remember the one thing I remember from that party too was jumping in uh, to the pool with Harry Rice butt ass naked. Uh, we and so then, you did you got rid of the I got rid of the speedo. And we both did. We were like fucking skinny dip in the pool, and we jumped in. And then, um, I remember Harry saying, he was just screaming, he's just like, I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin, and he just went, ah, and he's a pretty ripped dude, too, it was just hilarious, I had a video of it, Mm -hmm. and it's gone now, though, I remember, there's a screen grab of it on my Instagram still to this day, of Harry just yelling, but he was just yelling, I'm a virgin, (laughs) it was was great. One thing I remember from that party, though, is uh, Chris Hickey. Uh, was hooking up with Dana uh, that whole summer. They worked together. We all worked okay. together at Penn Cinema. It was a yeah. Penn Cinema party. And they were hooking up together, and we were just, like, making fun of them because we were just, like... Because every, everyone at Penn Cinema hooked up with everyone, yeah. except me. I, I never hooked up with anyone from Penn Cinema until okay. I left when I hooked up with Courtney because she had just gotten hired at Penn Cinema. But I really had never hooked up with anyone from Penn Cinema. Everyone was hooking up with everyone yeah. from Penn Cinema. And, like, Joel hooked up with uh, Kirsty Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, but Chris was hooking up with Dana. And we are all making fun of him. And uh, we're all trying to, like, go to sleep. And, okay, so there's a couch to the left of me. Yeah. Wes is sleeping on the couch. 
there's me right below the couch to the right. And then to the right of me is Chris Hickey and Dana making out really obnoxiously and like really like loudly. And Wes just goes, yo, Chris, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to fucking sleep. (laughs) And Chris just goes, really, Wes? Really? You're going to tell me to shut the fuck up? He's like, you shut the fuck up. He's just like, fuck you, Wes. What the fuck are you going to do? Fuck you, Wes. And Wes just gets up and he's like, Chris, I'm going to fucking hit you in your face if you don't shut the fuck up right now. And Chris leans up. So he's like, he's like full front up and he's just like facing Wes. He's like, really, Wes? You're going to really do Hit me, Wes. I dare you. I dare you to fucking hit me, Wes. You little bitch. You little bitch, Wes. And Wes just, Wes like barely gets up. He looks at Chris and just, boom, sucker punches him right in the fucking mouth. Yeah. And doesn't even think about it. Pulls back and goes right back to sleep. And Chris just goes, you fucking punched me. You fucking punched me, Wes. And Wes just goes, I'll punch you again if you don't shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, that was just that. that, And literally, I was just right there in the middle of it. And I'm just like, this is the greatest thing in the world right now. (laughs) And, uh... But yeah, uh, that, that's just Wes in a nutshell, though. Like yeah. I fucking, I miss Wes so much. Last time I saw yeah. Wes, he came up in what July or June? No, it was June because that was a Grizzly Bear concert, right? Oh yeah, he come, he came up in June because he was hanging out with some people up here. I miss Wes so much. Yeah, Wes is like one of my like oldest friends. I met him at Penn Cinema in like 2010, like right yeah. around with like Joel too, and. uh I miss them. So Wes or jo- Joel posted this uh, video on my Facebook, and it's these two drunk guys going, "I fucking love you, man. Yeah. You're my fucking bro. I fucking love you." Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Joel, I miss you so much." Um, but it, it, that that whole like general, I mean, like that whole. It's surprising how much that those friendships have held up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like it, when I first got hired at Pensacola. If I told you that me and Joel would have been like the long, like yeah. my longest friendship, I would, I wouldn't have betted on it. But like yeah, he's, yeah. like he's, even though I haven't like seen him in a year now, he's still like one of my closest friends. You know, we just like have shared so much together. You know, he's, yeah, he's been in basically like ninety percent of my films and. And I directed one of his music videos and everything, and like I went to like all of his shows when I was in Lancaster too, and yeah. it was like I believed in him so much, and and he believed in me so much too, and it was just, mm-hmm. it was this very just beautiful thing that we shared. Yeah, and he's just one of the sweetest guys too. He, he I mean, like, look, he's not without his demons, you know, um, and he'd be the first one to admit that. You know, he 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 will say that he screwed up. Like his relationship with Kelsey, you know, yeah. it's just it was that was a very rough time. I remember that, like in back in two thousand fourteen, because they had dated throughout like high school together. Yeah, and he cheated on her. Like it's it's no secret, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll be the first to admit that he cheated on her multiple times. And when it got when it finally got back to her, and uh, I remember that night him calling me and just being like, yeah. she, she knows. And like, and I was just like, he was like, can I come over? And I was just like, dude, and I was living with my parents. I was like, yeah, I can't be like, you know, sleeping here and shit and like that. Yeah. But, but I talked to him that whole night over the phone and just mm-hmm. being like, you know, just basically playing therapist. Yeah. And I was like, and he had told, even when he, when he was cheating on her, you know, he told me and everything. And I was just like, you know, she's going to find out like, yeah. you know, like this stuff just doesn't, none of this ever just like 
stays at bay. Mm-hmm. You know, everything comes to light at, you know, yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. And I think he knew that to an extent. Um, and I think he wanted to get caught to, to mm-hmm. an extent too. Because, yeah. but, but now he's in a relationship with Kylie that has, that has gone on for a good, like two or three years now. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're great together. They've lived together for like the past like two years and it's, it's nothing short of great. So I think it was all meant to be, you know, and I remember the first meeting I had with Josie with ushers. Yeah. Um, Joel tagged along. It was right in the middle of the whole Kelsey debacle. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Joel, Josie, like you're going to be sharing scenes together because they played a couple in because ushers was very much a, uh, uh, very true to real life situation where Joel uh, was playing a womanizer and he cheated on his girlfriend who was played by Josie with a girl that was played by his real life girlfriend at the yeah. time that he had cheated on. It was fucking wild, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't believe we got away with that shit and, like, we yeah. actually filmed that shit. Like, yeah, wild. Insane insane that it actually worked out the way that it did yeah but i remember uh i was at um prince street cafe with with josie and joelle showed up and joelle was just so fucking depressed Mm. by what was going on with with kelsey yeah and josie was just like being like a therapist to him yeah but then it was funny because later on like joelle was trying to bang josie and josie was just like not having any of it because she was just like you were such a weak little bitch when yeah, I first yeah, yeah. met you. She was just like, I have no sexual desire towards you whatsoever, you know? And he was trying he was trying so hard <laughs> to yeah, like yeah. to get with her for like that entire shoot and then like after that too he was trying to get with her. But it, it was and then Kerwin was like trying to get with Josie, remember that? Yeah. And we like it was uh that shoot with um Kerwin, Kenny, me and you and Kerwin showed up with Josie. Like, they were, like, uh, on remember. a date. You remember that? Uh-uh. We were on, like, we were on that street right beside Joelle's up- first apartment. And Kerwin showed up, and Josie was there with him. And we were like, I was like, Kerwin, what's going on there, bro? Yeah. And Kerwin was trying to get with her for a while there, yeah. Huh. Yeah, but now Kerwin's dating Caroline. Who's, yeah. He's been dating since, like, what, 2016 or 15 okay. now? And they, they're, like, they've been together for forever yeah. now. And, like, that, that relationship has really blossomed. And I miss mm-hmm. Kerwin so much. My God. He was just my dude. Yeah. He he was my Leo DiCaprio, you know? And mm-hmm. he was just, like, when 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 we were filming that <clears throat> with Kerwin scenes, and he was just, like, can I see the script? And I gave him the script. And he's, like, all right. I'm, and he went off yeah. for, like, five minutes. And he, and he came back without the script. And he knew... His lines, he knew my lines. Mm-hmm. He knew everything. And he was just... And then, that's it. And I was just yeah. like, this is a true fucking actor right here. You know? And he just... Yeah, he fucking nailed every fucking take and every yeah. scene. Yeah, you know? He's incredible. He's very talented. He's a multi-talented guy, too. As a musician, as an actor, and yeah. just like... Just as a person, too. Like, last time I saw him was filming First Date. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's the last time I saw him. And... My God, did he just bring it to, you know, it was just yeah. like, he just, I never really had to give him direction because right. me and him just had this very shorthand with each other 
and we just kind of like understood each other's sensibilities and mm -hmm. like i wrote first date for him too you know so i think he like kind of like understood that yeah and so he knew where i was coming from and i knew yeah. where he was at and what he wanted to portray too so i really never had to give him much direction you know yeah, yeah. and my god was he just he's just a just such a fascinating actor to to work with and yeah. like i i I love his music, and I think he's a very talented musician, but my God, do I think he's just, he's just one of the, he could be one of the greatest actors, like, sure. ever working right now, you know, if if, some, if he was just in, like, some big project, he'd be, yeah. like, a Michael Fassbender, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's just such, such a talented guy. Uh, amazing guy. I'm so lucky that I came across him. Yeah. Gotta get him back in something. Some, something, yeah. It, it was, it was heartbreaking because uh, uh, Wes... I guess he was, Kerwin was playing with his band in Lancaster and he texted Wes and he was like, oh, is Kyle still in Lancaster? Yeah. And Wes was just like, no, he's not. And mm -hmm. like, he's like, he was really bummed about it. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I was just like, god damn it, I gotta go fucking see my boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know, because I feel like I'm a, I'm a very loyal guy to, I would say, a fault, you sure. know? And, like, I, w I will write if if I believe in somebody, mm -hmm. I will cast them. You know, it's yeah. just, like with Madeline, like I believed in her and I cast her in that without really auditioning her. Yeah. And like with like Kerwin, I would, I just had this bond with him, and I was just yeah. like, you're gonna just do this, you know. And like with Joelle, you know, it's just like, hey, do you just want to come do this with you? I was just like, you shot, you know, my what our student film um, encounter. Yeah. I was just like, you're my boy, you know. You're just you're gonna yeah. go shoot this. Like that's just that's just how it's been, really. Right. You know. Um, and I would say, I, I would say I'm very loyal to a certain, to where it could be detrimental to me. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, like with Kenny, um, I was very loyal to him and I was just like, you know, I, I would want him, I thought if I brought the greatness, it would rub off on him and it, then it would rub off on me. You yeah. know, and, it, and I think it did to an extent because I think Kenny is a very talented director and writer, and I think that what he brings to storytelling is very is a very is something that isn't really brought to a lot of films nowadays. And I think he has a lot of stories to tell. But I think my loyalty um, hindered me to an extent. Yeah, with that relationship specifically. Um, and I love the guy to this day. I mean, I haven't really... Sp we kind of ended things on a very um, bad end. Yeah. But um, I still have love for the guy. Like, I still yeah, think yeah, of him yeah. as, as my mentor, you know? And um, I, I'd probably... If, if he texted me the next day, I would be like... I'd be there for him, yeah. you know? Um, but um, it's, it's, it's hard when you try to put your all into one... To, into somebody and then it's yeah. only met like halfway or it's not it, the expectations aren't met you know sure. and I think I, I think my expectations like if I think like oh I'm gonna give you all this and then you don't give what I think you're gonna give back yeah. that hurts me in a way where I'm just kind of like what the fuck man like I yeah. I gave this all to you and you didn't you didn't fulfill that need yeah um, I can see that. that 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 hurts me um, it, it, it sucks with that. I mean, like, uh, I think 
it's like the the Chris McCandless quote, you know, happiness isn't re- isn't real until you know what it's shared. Yeah. Um. And I felt like my film family, you know, is just it was you, mm-hmm. it was Wes, it was Kenny, you know, and it was, and I thought that like, oh, I had an opportunity to direct. I'm going to give this person an opportunity yeah. to direct. And when it wasn't, when it didn't live up to what we thought it was, yeah. it really hurt. You know, and it was when we kind of felt used, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it made me rethink everything, you know, and then when, when that time kind of came, when my family, when my dad was moving and it was just like, are you going to stay or are you going to go? Yeah. It was just like, I'm going to go. You know, because it was, it wasn't, I felt hurt too, because like me, like I had a podcast with with Kenny. Right. And I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, we gotta keep up with this. And it was it was very unique in a way where we, we related movies to real world topics. Yeah. You know, it was like it was like how do movies affect the way you view love? Mm-hmm. It was very philosophical context that we had and then we were like, how does filmmaking work in our lives, you know? Like who are we because of our filmmaking? Yeah. And then, like, like we had one episode with Joel where it was, like, 80s cinema. And we just talked about the 80s movies that influenced, influenced us. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I was thought it was very unique, too. And I thought no one had really done it before. Yeah. But then, but I thought, but, you know, situations happened where, where he kind of got upset at me for things that I didn't think. He's a very sensitive guy. Let's put yeah. it that way. Okay? He's very sensitive. And there's nothing wrong with that. I can be a very sensitive person, too. Sure. You know? Um, but he was getting mad at things that I didn't think were that warranted. And it was just like, why are you getting upset about something that doesn't mean anything? He, he was reading into your actions more than what you meant. Yeah. Like, like he would just, like... You not texting him, he read that into as uh, he read into that as like you didn't want him there. Yeah, but but it was it, I don't know. There were a lot of cross paths in that whole. Also, I was encounter. working. I was working like twelve hour days too, and it was just like okay, yeah. I forgot to text you back. I'm sorry about that. You know, right? I I think yeah. I think you both had some misfires and yeah. Nobody is really nobody really gets the higher ground in that argument. Definitely, and and when it came to the when when first date got into the NYC Fear Fest. Yeah. And I made that big announcement and I think and he just like didn't respond at all. Yeah. He didn't he didn't like any of my pictures on Instagram. He didn't like the posts on Facebook. He yeah. didn't respond to my texts about it. And then when I was trying to make when I was trying to do other episodes for uh our podcast, he wouldn't respond. And then I and then I got upset about that. And I was just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like now, you, because you think you're upset because of stuff that I didn't think that I was doing, that's making me upset yeah. about it. And then when he... It's basically I had to apologize for something that I didn't think was that important. Yeah. Which resulted in resentment from yeah, me yeah, to yeah. him. And it, and it just started this whole back and forth between us, you know? And... Yeah, I remember being there for one of your... Your in- interactions in December, there, yeah, after Last Jedi, yeah, and you were both, you were both like, 
ah, well, you did this to me, and, and, and he'd be like, well, you did this to me, and I was like, guys, like, you're literally both saying the same shit yeah. to each other. Yeah. Like, and neither of you wants to own up to, like, any wrongdoing, because neither of you think you're doing any wrong. Yeah, and I think it's it's two pit bulls yeah. fighting, you know, because I think we, me and him both have very strong personalities. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was just like, Kenny would read into something, and you're like, why would you read into that? That's not what I meant. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just a, a circle of, of miscommunication. Yeah, exactly. It was because we didn't want to talk either. Right. You know, right, it was right. just like we were both upset at each other for, you know, for not talking, basically. Yeah. And, um, and don't get me wrong, I love the fucker. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. You know, like, if he texted me right now being like, I need you, I'd be, I'd drive four hours yeah. to his house, you know, to, like, comfort him. Um, but I think that it's very two strong personalities just kind of butting heads at times. Yeah. And um, it, it, it result, it, it ended up, be, we ended up forgiving each other in yeah. January. Nice. And, um... At that point, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to North Carolina or if I'm staying or if I'm yeah. like going to. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Right. And he was just, he was just like, you gotta, you gotta stay. You gotta, you know, we gotta continue the thing that we're doing. You know, the, yeah. the making movies in Lancaster. And I didn't really want to do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I kind of like moved past that. I was like, okay, I made like what four films here. Yeah, I, and nothing has really come of of it, you know. And I was just like, I think it's time to move on. But I didn't really want to tell him that. Yeah. Because I I didn't want to deal with the pain that it would bring on to him, and then that the what that pain would have brought on to me, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, we'll just see what happens, you know. And then mm. we moved, and I didn't, I di I wasn't a man enough to be like to rip the band-aid off yeah. of it basically because i love the guy so much yeah. you know and I, I couldn't i didn't want to bring that pain on to him yeah. and i moved and we stayed in contact for a little bit there we texted each other about movies that we'd saw and then i think i made a post on instagram about moving to pittsburgh and then that's when he stopped talking to me yeah and he blocked me on instagram in front of me on facebook yeah. Um, I don't know if he blocked my phone number or whatever because I haven't texted him since then. And it hurt, but I was just, I kind of like understood it and I was just like, I understood yeah. it and I understand how sensitive of a guy he is and I kind of get it. And I love the guy to death. And like I said, I'd be there for him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, every day I, I, I think about texting him and just being like, Hey, like, this is this yeah. is everything, you know, and just putting it all out there. Yeah. Um. But uh, I don't know. I I haven't been able to do it yet. Um, yeah. Because I there's a very it's a very long history, you know. Yeah. It's 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 the guy was the guy got me my first job at Penn yeah. Cinema. He right. was a mentor to me in filmmaking. He taught me so much about life, and um. I think un unfortunately we just we just it, it kind of grew to a point when we were just butting heads so much, and I regret the way that it has ended. But yeah, I don't know if. But also, I'm just kind of like, you have to leave the past in the past, yeah, and move on from then. 
yeah a mentor is is, is good for what it has taught you yeah and then you, you move on past that you know right um i love the guy and i love his family very much yeah. and but it's it's you know if he texted me i'd i'd be there you know yeah but um i don't know if i if i can text him you know, or I don't know if I want to text him because it's just so much that I would just be like, I kind of want to talk to him in person about it, yeah. you know, and not just sure. communicate over a phone about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I love the guy and I know you love him too. And everyone that, that knows him loves him, you know, because yeah. he, he just has that personality where it's just like, He's when, a great guy. He's very friendly and very easy to get along with. When when he when you, when you talk to him about something creative, you you kind of get sucked up into it, mm -hmm. and you're just like, yes, let's go on this journey together. You yeah. know, um, he, he he's he's a great guy. Um, it's 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 a, it's just a very it's it's just unfortunate from my perspective, and it's just it's like. It's just a very murky territory. Yeah. I feel like you yeah, know. Yeah. It's just it's it's. I don't want to. I don't want to badmouth the guy whatsoever. You know, I love him. I love him very dearly. And yeah. but it's also just kind of like there was a lot of shit that happened that uh, that really affected me. Where yeah. I just kind of feel like I got the raw end of the deal. But I'm sure he feels like he got the raw end of the deal too. Yeah. At a certain point too. But it it it's. At at the end of the day, I think it was just two very strong personalities just butting heads at one point. Where yeah. we, we, I think the best thing for us was just just pull apart. Yeah, and uh, oh, if I could say from an outsider looking in, I think Kenny's what ten years older than you. He's forty something. So it's twenty 50, years. He's 50, like 20, twenty years, years older yeah. than you. Like, I don't know. I I think th there's like a lot of people when they when somebody else. I mean, I do it too. Like, not not quite directly not quite as directly but like when somebody close to you is like trying to make a change and or move up into something mm -hmm. that would better themselves you're like no no no, stay stay at this level with me mm -hmm. like we'll, we can do it together or it's like it very much feels that way of like kenny wanted you to stay there with him because mm -hmm. he's he's sort of locked in in lancaster with his family and everything mm -hmm. and and he doesn't quite have the freedom that you do as a 25 year old to yeah to go to north carolina or to pittsburgh and you know i think he very much in a way wanted you to stay there because you were his only chance his only connection to staying creative yeah and and he probably saw you leaving as as like the end of that yeah. right yeah and and i'm again it's coming back to that my loyalty to that where i think yeah. I, where i was just kind of like okay i have to stay here because i have to like i have to be that person to right like, but, but i think i think together. that's where that's where you come to a fault though because yeah that's for kenny to ask you to stay there is just him being selfish and not yeah. not seeing that you leaving is better for you yeah it might it might not be great it might not be better for him mm -hmm. but that's that's where you got to take a step back and say, okay, am I gonna is keeping somebody here gonna better me, or are they gonna better than like like you're not gonna move forward, you weren't gonna move forward in Lancaster. No, not but no, like not so ever. But Kenny could have kept up where he was. Yeah, and you could have kept up where you were. Yeah, we could have done the same thing. We could have made another short, a right. couple, like four short films. Right, right, right. A year, you but, know, and it's. But if you if you want more out of yeah. More from from 
your creativity and, and your ambition, then you you had to make that move. No, definitely. I would never made love hate, you know, right. if I didn't move here, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do. And also, I mean, like we, we did, we did first date without Kenny basically. And we did, you know, um, Usher's basically without Kenny too. And yeah. Like, right. I mean, he's a great guy to have around, but yeah. he, he has a lot more obligations than we do. And it's harder yeah. for him to, to free up the time that we can free up. No, definitely. I, I mean, I was like, I remember calling him during Usher's and just being like, you know, he was very much like an ear to like bounce off of at that point, you know, and he didn't, he didn't have to be there, you know, it was just like, Hey man, I'm just dealing with this shit. And he would just kind of like talk me off the edge, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember that one night after, um, the second day of filming and we were all in the one in your room at my parents' house yeah. watching dailies. And that was like the best night. Yeah. And we're just watching him. We're just like watching yeah, yeah, all these yeah, yeah. terrible takes just over and over and over again. And we're just like all crammed in this room. Yeah. But that was, and we did that until like 5 a.m. though, bro. And it was just like, that was just like one of the best nights ever. It's like yeah. me, you, Jake Cole, Kenny, and Wes just yeah. all just like in this room together, just kind of like just doing it, you know? Yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. That summer is just like one of the best fucking summers ever of my Definitely. life, you know? And it was just, it was just full of creativity and then just adventure, you know? Yeah. It, it was just so fucking wild, you know? Like, I can't believe we did it, you know? Yeah. Just it, absolutely insanity. Like, absolute insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but I think I kind of was just, like, reaching for that at yeah. certain points, you know? It's just, like, it's... I learned that it's just, like, that it's good that it was, and then you, you, can't, you can't try to reach that again. You just have to move forward and mm-hmm. move on. Not every experience is going to be like that, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember the one day when we filmed, when you were in the back of the car, and Wes was driving, and you were filming from the trunk, yeah. the open trunk, and we were, like, yeah. filming the bike scenes at, like, 6 a.m. after not sleeping at all right. that night. And, like, that was complete insanity. Mm-hmm. It so was. Good. It was a that, great time. It was amazing. Amazing time to be alive. And then, and then... But then that was also like Jake too. Like I, I would say I was friend, I was friends with Jake in freshman year of college. Yeah, and we'd really we had bonded. We, me and him bonded over, um, Paul Thomas Anderson films because he was a big fan of Boogie Nights, and I was a big yeah. fan of PTA, and like we had bonded over that. And then he was really he was really into weed. <laughs> I I would say I had smoked weed before that, you yeah. know, like with my friends, but I wasn't into weed. And then when I met him, I got really into weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like me and him smoked so much fucking weed together in his apart in his uh, dorm room. Yeah, with it was me, Devin Hunt, who is now Violet Hunt. So I, I'll refer to her as Violet Hunt. Yeah. Um, and then his other roommate Lucas, because he was a, a three person mm, dorm right. room. Is basically a studio with three. It was yeah. Jake on the r- left side, Violet in the middle, and then Lucas on the right side. But then we would just all be in that room. He, we would turn the fucking shower on hot and just smoke in the bathroom, and then come out and and then just eat Chipotle or or whatever was yeah. around, because uh, Violet's family would send like these care packages and we would just fucking devour them. Yeah. We smoked so much weed. But I saw in Jake, 
was a very, 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 very talented writer and a very creative writer too. Yeah. And the jokes that we would bounce off of each other were fucking fire. And we would just make each other, we would smoke weed and just make each other laugh all night long. Yeah. And then just pass out. And I saw in him this, this very raw talent that I don't think he saw inside himself either. But I saw, and I I would always feed that fire, and I'd be like, write more, dude, write this shit, yeah. like write this, write this. And he did this one, he did this short for for P one, that was uh, like it was it was me hooking up with a girl, and I hooked up with this one girl. It was Marco Marco's girlfriend at the time, mm. Marco Feminani. Feminani. Yeah. It was his girlfriend at the time. She was an actor. She was an actress major, mm-hmm. and she was so fucking hot <laughs> i didn't tell my girlfriend at the time about it because it was just like i'm not opening yeah. up this can of worms but i made out with her and she was she was fucking free um but we're, she's like dry humping me on this bed and i was like this is this is acting i'm gonna fucking do this yeah. forever dude <laughs> and um but then at the end of the short it turns out that i was so drunk that i thought she was she was a girl but she was actually a guy and yeah. it was devon slash violet and that was the twist of the, the okay. ending and um but I thought it was we we were she was dry humping me and Jake was just throwing out jokes for her to say like he would yeah. just pull them right out of his ass and be like oh save this save this you know and it was yeah. hilarious we we took like it took way longer to film that because we were laughing so much yeah. you know while making it and after because then we had, he transferred to South Carolina to mm-hmm. some school in Charleston right and then I had transferred to Temple too but we kept in contact with each other. And I was sending him my scripts all the time, yeah. Because I because he was such a talented writer too, and he would send me back like notes and everything, and then and we would send it back and forth. And I was like, "You should play this the role of my brother in Ushers," and he was all for it. And he came up, and I was really expecting him to be like you know all in on it, you know. Yeah. And but then I think, but then he, I was trying to cast this other role. And he suggested his friend from high school, Cole, who's a very talented actor, very, very funny guy. Yeah. He pulled he pulled probably the best joke out of his ass yeah, in the yeah, moment yeah. in Ushers, too. Um, but I think in casting him in that role and then casting Jake in that role really kind of separated... It, it created kind of separation, you know, where it was just like, oh, this is my friend from high school and these are my other friends. And yeah. it, was, it kind of... It split off yeah. the bond, I felt like. Because then he was just like, oh, I'm going to be there the entire the entire shoot. I'm going to help out even when I'm not filming. And he was just there for his scenes, and then he kind of yeah. went back to Philadelphia, you know, and then he came back for the road trip. Yeah. And I was hurt by that because I, I thought I'd give him kind of like this chance to like really put himself forward as a dramatic actor and as mm-hmm. a com- comic actor. And I felt like in his scenes he was kind of half-assing it. Yeah. And I felt like he wasn't kind of bringing it, you know, and I felt like he was, he was too cool for school at certain se- at certain points. And I was kind of like, what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah. like you're here, like fucking bring it, you know, I'm bringing it, Alden's bringing it, like we're all bringing it here, like why are you kind of just like leaning, you, you feel like you're too cool for this? You yeah. know, like fuck you. Um, and, and he would get high so much and that's when I, yeah. when I really realized it and I was just like, yeah. I was like, dude, like you're like you're high on set right now, and it's just like, I, I think my my 
personal diagnosis of it was I thought that he he didn't think he was funny unless he was high. Mm. Yeah. And he thought he couldn't write unless he was high. Right. You know, and it was just kind of like this, I need to be high to do this. I need to be mm. high to be funny. I need to be high to write good jokes. I need to be high to write good scenes and everything. And it kind of created this downward spiral for him, I felt like. Yeah. And I felt like I had kind of like gone into that, which is why I never have like smoked weed since then. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I'd smoke weed and I wouldn't be as creative, you know. And I'd yeah, be like yeah. kind of right there and I was like, I can't smoke weed and write. I can't smoke weed and like be creative, you know. Yeah. Which is why I've really kind of, I, I really haven't smoked weed at all um, since, since that shoot, really. Um, and... I mean, like, like again, like I kind of, I gave him the benefit, of the doubt of it, and I was, I was so loyal to him, and I was just like, you know, we're, we're gonna do this, we're gonna be like brothers in this, and then he wasn't there for me, which yeah. I, which really fucking hurt me, mm -hmm. which even on that road trip, we kind of like, we mended things, but I think I bonded with you more than yeah. than him on that. Yeah. I was thinking like, cause we we were friends we before, yeah, yeah. but we weren't close friends, but on that road trip, we became close friends yeah. though you know yeah but i i really think on that road trip me and you bonded more than yeah. him and like zach you know like i bonded yeah. with you more than either of them yeah definitely yeah, yeah which i mean like it, it it sucks but i i still keep in contact with jake like, yeah I, I texted him the other day because we we he introduced me to true detective Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, like, I remember him being like, bro, you watching True Detective? And I'd be like, what's True Detective? Yeah. And he was just like, dude, watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I, I text him every Sunday about True Detective, you know? Yeah. We we're always on it. And I think he's still a very creative guy. He doesn't write mm -hmm. anymore. Um, he doesn't be a comedian or something? I don't know. Okay. Um, last I heard that he, had, he was in a band. Because he, he's also, he's a musician too, which I okay. think he's actually a pretty talented musician too. Yeah, I remember one of the songs he made that was really good. And, but I, but I think the, his core problem is that he just gets too high. Yeah. And he kind of just, is just like, he thinks he has to get high to be creative or to yeah. write music to be, to be a comedian. And, but I think if he just like didn't get high, he, and he got past that, um, that, um, insecurity sure. in himself, he could be a very talented, he could, he could be a better writer than me. He could be a better writer than most of the people I know. Yeah. Because I see that in him. And I really yeah. wanted to mind that in him and like bring that, that greatness out of him. And yeah. when it didn't come out, I felt very betrayed by it. Yeah. Which I think could be, it could be said about Kenny and could be, you know, said right. about him which I tried to I tried to surround myself with creative people when they didn't live up to that expectation that I saw in them. Yeah. It really fucking hurt me, you know. Yeah. Like with you, I felt like I like okay, like we went and filmed Encounter together and then we filmed, you know, basically Ushers together or no, we did um Jaded together. Yeah. We did Jaded first, right. then we did Encounter, then we did Ushers and then we've done Ever Short ever since then yeah. together and I was just you've really the only one that has like held up that expectation of you know like yeah we're gonna go do this let's do it and, you know we would go full tilt boogie together for right. it and then when i put that expectation on everyone else it really hasn't it hasn't lived up to the, the potential that i thought it would yeah which i can't which i get, understand because i can't put that expectation on people yeah you know and because every we're all human yeah you know and yeah we all make mistakes and we all can't, you know, strive to those greater things. But I think, um, 
when you're put to the test and you ace it, then I think you have to understand when someone is putting that into you and you yeah. have to be like, okay, yeah. like, I'm going to go do it. You know, like I'm going to put 110% in, which yeah. is all living back to the whole TIFF conversation, <laughs> which we started this whole conversation with is when you, some, when you see that person putting 110% in and we are like, all right, I see you, I respect you. And I'm going to go toe to toe with you. Yeah. All comes around. Full circle. <laughs> I didn't expect it to come around at this point. I didn't expect to get yeah. this deep into it, but we got this deep into it. <laughs> but um, I mean, Kenny, Jake, I love you. You're you're my brothers. If you're listening to this, like I have no hard feelings towards anything that you have done or that I have done to you. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to me. Like, it's it's all love there. It's all love. Let's all be friends again. It's all be friends like, because that summer of 2014 was the fucking greatest thing in the world. Yep. Yeah. So let's get into let's get a word from our sponsors right now. All right. And we're back, hey. and I'm drinking a Barroom Hero Pub Ale from Magic Hat. It's 4.2%. I think this is a relatively new beer because this label is pretty fucking yeah, haggard. This is a haggard-ass label. And you are drinking... Uh, Turkey Hill Iced Tea. It is a 0.0% ABV. It is the best iced tea. Uh, uh, I, I'd still go to Turner's. Turner's just has a shit ton of sugar yeah, in it, what's bro. what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but Turkey Hill... It's kind of like that nice balance of like lemon flavor and sugar. Ah, uh, I'm trying to skate all the way. That's uh, yeah, that's a pub ale, all right. Yeah, it just tastes like just tastes like beer. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's four point two percent, so it's not that much yeah. alcohol, and it's basically, but it's it's all right. Yeah. All right, yeah. so. Any news on you, Alden? I kind of took up that first hour oh, there, good. but like, like, I mean, anything in your life that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm going to Austin in. Uh, I leave. Uh, word. Leave Pittsburgh in approximately nine hours. Hell yeah! Hell so, yeah! Your flight leaves in nine hours. Yeah. Hell yeah! So I got to get up in about five hours, and I still have to pack. Hell yeah! So hell fucking yeah! Yeah, uh, but no, it's, I'm going down there for okay. some work and. I, I'll, I'll be there for about three days, and I work for less than one. Nice. So it'll be a nice little trip. Nice. So you're just going to, like, chill out there? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Go to, some, go to some bars. Go to, I found some places to go hiking and, and, and climbing and stuff. So. Right on. Should be fun. That sounds fucking but, dope. Yeah. But, Shit, um, man, you should have told me about it sooner. I could have just, like, scheduled a flight down yeah. there and just, like, joined you. <laughs> you it, those flights are expensive. Are they? The one that was, I didn't have to pay for them, but the one that I'm taking tomorrow was like 600 bucks. Okay, yeah, no. I'm yeah. not going down there. It's <laughs> my yeah. rent. Yeah. It's <laughs> my rent yeah. for the month. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. But, and then, we're, we've been really cryptic about our, uh, our ventures lately. It's all good news, though. Yeah, like, we're, we're like, literally zero expectations when we started this thing, and like, what two week three weeks yeah. after like really starting to like get into it, yeah. which is like holy shit, this is kind of like a little bit taken off. Yeah, do you think we can talk about the one that's that's landed? So what this this episode will air in like May. Uh, this will be the first week of March, I think. So this would be this before, is before the, trip. the trip. I don't want to talk about before the trip. Okay, do you want to talk about the trip? I want to talk about the trip, though, right, because, so like, we have the trip pretty planned what's, out. What's the trip? What's happening? So, <laughs> right now, it's me and you, 
And Matt Van Warmer. Oh, uh, Matt no, Van, it's gonna hopefully. be Matt Van Warmer. We're gonna handcuff him to a bike. I will literally fucking strap that fucker to my bike and, yeah. like, bike down there with him. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't... If he backs out of this, I will never forgive him. No, he won't. We won't let him. But, uh, me, you... Matt Van Warmer, like, 50% in right now. Uh, 95. Biking from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Washington, D.C. Yep. Through the Allegheny Passage. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a, the Allegheny Passage is a bike trail that hooks up from Pittsburgh to Cumberland. And then from Cumberland to D.C., we follow the C&O Canal. Yeah. So I thought it was Ohio. just, I thought it was just going from the point. And then just going down from there, but we have to go to the south side and then cross a bridge on the south side. We start on the south side, and then it like we no, we start at the point. That's the the starting sure, point. Sure, sure. That's that's the starting point. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I'm gonna bike from my house in Millvale. You're not gonna bike to the point. I'll bike from my house in Millvale to here to get you on your bike, and then we meet Matt at the point. Okay, okay, okay. But um, yeah, it's uh. But so it's just like, it's like a, it starts at the point to the south side and then it goes to, it goes past AMC at the waterfront. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I get to, we get to ride my old commute to AMC. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, I have done that portion from south side to AMC a bunch of times. And then I haven't gone any further. And it's like 300 miles from AMC to, uh... What did I just Cumberland? Yeah, and then from Cumberland to DC, we follow the Chesapeake and Ohio Canal towpath, which is like there was an old canal from DC to Cumberland along the yeah. Potomac River. Yeah, and where the horses used to pull pull tugboats up the canal is now a bike path. Yeah, so we'll follow that all the way to DC. To DC, yeah. yeah. But we pass by your your hometown there right. too. Right. The 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 towpath goes in about five miles from my parents' house, so we'll hopefully take a the, little detour. The way that we planned it is that around your dad's birthday, we'll be able to like yeah. go down there and spend the time with him. Right. So it'll be pretty pretty cool. But yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna be biking from Pittsburgh to. Yeah. But so we're gonna make a little adventure film about it and the. Yeah, it's going to be a documentary yeah. film about it. Uh, you're the main cinematographer for it. Yeah. I'll be I'll be like B camera right. like filming like whenever I'm not really biking that yeah. much. And you you and Matt are going to be the subjects. Yeah, me and Matt are basically the yeah, the A subjects of it. And I'll I'll add some color here and there, but yeah. The you're whole, there. Right. But you're not the main subject of it. No, basically. no, not at all. Yeah. The the idea is um like fastest known times on trails are are really big now, and so we're gonna call it slowest known time, and we're not gonna go for the slowest known time, but the, just gonna go with the goal of taking it slow. Yeah, people usually do this trail in like six or seven days, and we're gonna do it in seven to ten days. Seven to ten days, so we're just gonna yeah go a little slower. Kyle and Matt don't have a ton of biking experience. I don't have much more biking experience. Yeah, look, okay, look here. I I mean, last time I rode my bike was in September from yeah. here to Ascend. Yeah. Um, and that kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's what, four miles, five miles? And that was on both two flat tires, though. Yeah, the flat tires will, will get you. And when I rode back on that new back tire right there, yeah. look how smooth that fucking back tire is right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a breeze, yeah. <laughs> um, riding back, but 
it still kicked my ass, though. What's the most you've ever biked? When I was a kid, I want to say. Uh, probably around my neighborhood of, like, of Fairfield. Because I didn't bike at all. Miles or what you... A couple miles. Okay. Yeah, a couple miles. Maybe, maybe five. Okay. I want to say right. maybe five. I walk a lot. Sure. I do a walking lot of walking. Walking is a lot different from biking. Huge difference. Walking, <laughs> walking doesn't make your butt hurt the way biking does. Dude, I cannot. I'm literally gonna load up on Vaseline and rub my taint That's, in Vaseline. Okay. Sure. It's going to help. Do whatever you want, man. I'm going to do it. You're all going to be like having bloody taints, and I'm going to no, be like, what up? I'm not going to be bloody. I'll, I'll be sore, but my mom and I did uh, 128 miles over three Last days year, right? in May. Yeah. Last May. So this will be... How did you feel after that? I was super sore, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Very sore. We're like, very I'm, gonna be, I'm drinking... Like, look. Look, look. Like, I consider myself an okay athletically person <laughs> like i'm not yeah. like i'm not running marathons here you know right. i'm not biking every fucking day you know i'm drinking beer on my fucking yeah. days off you know um this is gonna be what 30 360 miles i'm gonna lose a lot of weight <laughs> that's probably. what that's what i'm looking forward to i mean you're um, probably gonna eat a shit ton of food too though Probably too, and drink a lot of beer too. Yeah. Well, like when I'm not biking, I'm probably drinking some beer and like yeah. drinking some. I'm gonna buy like a handle of fucking whiskey and bring it down to like warm me up. You know. I mean, I don't know if that's the smartest thing, but I'm not gonna stop you. I'm. I'm gonna bring it. Right. <laughs> I've already decided in my head that I'm gonna bring a handle of whiskey right. and drink it whenever I'm not biking. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. Um, I've always like we, we, me and you have always been the kind of people like not like. We're not why people were like not why not people. Yeah. You know, it's just like I don't it's like I told my boss, my general manager this, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna be biking from Pittsburgh to DC and she's like, Why? And I'm just yeah. like, Why not? You know? Yeah. Well, do you know the uh the old Edmund Hillary I, I think it's an Edmund Hillary quote about climbing up Everest. Yeah, why are you climbing Everest? Cause it's there. Right. Yeah. So thank you, sir Edmund Hillary. Um yeah. but I think that's it. I, I think, yeah, I think he said it. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's definitely it's, a quote about Everest, yeah. Right. And, yeah, it's just it's just right, because it's there. Yeah, just like, why not? It's not it. some grand thing. Yeah. It's just because it's there. Exactly. And and also, is it be, I mean, I consider myself a pretty athletic person. Like, I can do oh, athletic George things. George Mallory, sorry. George Mallory. Yeah. He died on Everest. Um I can do athletic things and, you know, not be too winded by them. I yeah. climb. I, I mean, I, yeah. You, I hiked the Inca Trail. Right. You know, I, I backpacked around Peru. I, you would have, Coca Canyon kicked your ass with the blisters, but you hung in there. I fucking, I was in there. Right. That's the thing. Like, something can kick my ass, but I'm not going to give up. Right, right, right. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not no bitch, you know. Um, I can, I can be in the worst of circumstances and be like, all right, we got to push through. Yeah. You know, and I think we, especially in Colca Canyon, we saw that where it was yeah. just like, until the last day when I was just like, Alden, my blisters are literally bleeding. Like, I can't fucking do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be interesting. But I shouldn't have hiked that second day. I yeah. should have, I, we should have tapped out that after that first day. No, that second day was worth it. That second day to, was totally to fucking to worth the it. Springs. The, the whole second day was just magical, dude. It was just like hiking, like, 
from from waking up until falling asleep, like that that last stretch was pretty fucking torturous. Yeah. Um, but but it's just the story of just being like, yeah, we got to the hostel and we like couldn't fucking move yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. But it was like it was so worth it, you know. Yep. It was it was very worth it. And that's the shit that you think about when when you look back on stuff. It's not the stuff. It's not you know being like, oh, I tap out. You know, I can't do it anymore. It's pushing yourself to the limit. Yeah. And being like, I can't fucking move another inch, and then just pushing another inch yeah. even more. Which is kind of like why I'm excited for this bike trip because it's like it's gonna be fucking tort. Like I know I think it's you and I both love suffer fests. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we can we can push ourselves to like the extreme. Yeah. And like be and be pretty positive about it. And be like, it's worth it. Like, we can do it. We can yeah. do one more inch, you know. Like, keep going, keep going. Yeah. But with Matt there... I think it'll, the trouble will be getting Matt to to tag up, to hang hang along. Yeah, definitely. So, because Matt, we... I, I haven't Matt's, gone on any adventures with Matt. No, I haven't either. <clears throat> but I want him to because I want him to experience yeah. it. Because he, he feels like a, a person that has very been, like, enclosed in his entire life. Yeah. And I kind of want him to be like, look what we can do. Like, I mean, like, look, I, I kind of want everyone to experience the stuff that we experience because yeah. it's so much fun and we can like push ourselves to that extreme Yeah, and kind of come out of it in a very positive way when I think some people would come out of it and be like, I'm never fucking doing that again. Well, yeah. I think you got to have a certain mindset about it. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, you and I don't really look at any of the things we've done as negatively. But I'm sure that some people would be like, I would never fucking do that. Well, yeah, like, you could easily terrible. spin our adventures as, like, oh, it was so miserable. Hiking Colca Canyon, and the second day, going down to the, uh, the, um... Uh, the, the oasis. The oasis, and then having to hike back up yeah. that mountain and hike up another mountain again. That just makes a better story, as far as I'm concerned. And I think that that's our mindset when we're yeah. in the shit, and yeah. we're just like, I cannot wait to tell this story right. to people, you know, and just, and like... I don't know. I think what I'm hiking to... I mean, on that day, it was like, at the end of this, there's going to be a hot spring, and that's what's worth it. Yeah, definitely. And it was worth it. Yeah. Like, that hot spring, like, literally saved my life. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, when I hike, or when I'm doing, when I'm, like, biking or something, I'm, like, kind of so zoned into it that I'm not yeah. thinking about anything else. I'm just like, I just have to keep pushing. I just have to right. put one right. foot in front of the other. I have to keep going. I have to keep... One foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, you know, yeah. and I kind of just get honed in on that, which I kind of don't understand people when they like kind of like listen to music and hike. I don't do that. Yeah, no. I and I'm kind of just like, I want to experience everything around me because I remember yeah. being on the Inca Trail and like looking at other people and just them like having headphones in their ears and I was kind of, and like I didn't at all that yeah. entire time and I was just kind of like, I was experiencing, I was listening to the bugs and the birds and the river and like all and the shit, you know, I was just, yeah. I was totally, and that, that was what was keeping me going, you know, and I'm just like, you know, look, hearing my heart rate and just like kind of like controlling my breathing and just yeah. kind of like going up and up. I couldn't listen to music and kind of like zone in on that. It's kind of a form of meditation in my opinion, you know, it's just this yeah. weird kind of like finding this one zone and just like kind of like going with it, you know? Mm hmm yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was like a music runner for a long time, and then I started listening to podcasts while running. I'm one of those psychos. Okay, but it it made running so much easier. It, like with with music, I was always like, 
like trying to keep up with the song, like keep tempo with the yeah, song, keep the beat, yeah, right. And then with 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 when I started listening to podcasts, it's much more like, oh, this is just like entertaining, and they're not like I'm just going to do it, not to to do it super fast or yeah. anything. I don't know, but like when I'm <clears throat> when I'm out on like bigger things, like when I did the trip with my mom, I didn't do any, I didn't listen to anything during that. Yeah, during that long bike like, ride. Yeah, it was just thing. yeah. Do the bike riding. Yeah, you kind of just have to kind of focus all your attention on the bike riding. Yeah. Because if you kind of, like, divert your attention, you're kind of only giving, like, 50% of the bike, 50% of, like, what your mind yeah. is going to. I think, I think, yeah, I think one of the best parts about those kinds of trips, like a long hike or bike or whatever it might be, is, like, like letting your mind wander and think about oh, things. Yeah. Oh, no, Definitely. I'll definitely, like, bring a book along, you know, when I'm, like, in my downtime. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, zone in on, like, I don't know. That's, like, I brought a book to Peru. Yeah. I didn't. I, I finished that book yeah. after after Peru. I, I remember reading it on the boat and being, like, I, it was Dr. Zhivago, and I just oh, remember yeah. being, like, Jesus Christ, this book is slow. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was on this slow boat, and I'm reading this slow novel, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, everything in the universe is giant, is kind of just slowing down a yeah. bit, you know? Um, I remember, I was reading, um, I was reading a book about, I forget the author's name. He's the guy that wrote uh, Walk in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was his... It's desert, something. No, this was his book about... Um, about European travel. Okay. And it was very... You finished it in Inca, right? I, I, I don't remember where I finished it. I remember you taking a picture of it. In oh, in Wakachina. In yeah. Wakachina. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah, it was, it was really, it was really, it was a good book and it like, kind of made me want to travel but he, he was very, it was the first, Bill Bryson is insane. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's the first, it was this first book that I've read of him, by him and he's very much like a cynic. Mm-hmm. And so he would, like, find the things that annoy him about places. And I was like, I don't know if I like hearing your side of things. Yeah. Okay. It, it will, except for the, the part about uh, France, where he was like, oh, French people, they're so stuck up and blah, blah, blah. Because Hannah always talks about how, like, how rude French people are. Yeah. But she loves France. I'm like, why do you love France if you hate the people there? Yeah. I don't understand. What did, what does she, why does she love France? Uh, I don't want to butcher her answer. Okay. So, Hannah, you have to come on the podcast yeah. and answer this question. But, um, yeah, I remember reading his accounts of, of Europe, and I was like, well, you, you kind of make me want to go to Europe, but also not at all. That's kind of like my t- tug of war of it. I always wanted to backpack around Europe and, like, go to, like, India and everything and, like, do that whole thing, but then I'm also just kind of like... Fuck Europe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't really... Kind of like, it's kind of the same here, you know? It's just not really that different, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think Europe, there's like a lot of history and stuff to take in, which is fine. Yeah. But it's just a, it's a different, different trip. For sure. My parents went to Poland, and then they, yeah. and then last year, they went, in 2018, they went to England, Scotland, Ireland. Okay. And, um... They liked it a lot. My dad, my dad had a lot of fun actually. My dad doesn't really like to have fun on vacations because he's always working so much. Yeah. And but that was like, a, my mom was just like he like didn't really. He looked at his phone for I think one day, 
at the hotel yeah. because there was a hurricane in North Carolina and he had to like do a lot of recall shit. Right. But other times, she was showing me pictures of it. And my dad just seemed like he was just having a total blast, and I yeah. was just like, "Man, I really wish I was there to like have that moment with my yeah, dad." Yeah. You know, just kind of like him, just like out and like exploring and like hiking and shit. Because my parents yeah. did like this hike that none of their because my mom went with all of her family. Okay. And her and my dad kind of went on this hike by themselves up to like the cliffs. Yeah. In, like, Ireland, and they, like, went, like, right on the coast, and my dad just did, like, this funny pose, like, he was, like, falling off the one cliff, and, um, I don't know, I saw that picture, and I was just like, man, I wish I could have, like, had that moment with my dad. Yeah. You know, it, just, it, it brought me back to this one picture, um, on the, uh, on the river walk here, on the north mm-hmm. side, and, uh. There's this picture of, it was after 9-11, and um, my parents made these uh, very American shirts. It was uh, the American flag with a bald eagle on it. My mom had painted these shirts by hand. They're amazing. We don't have them anymore, but there's pictures of them. Like, my mom is a really talented artist in that that aspect of it. Um, But we all had these matching shirts together because after 9-11, everyone was, like, really proud to be an American, you know? It was just like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Yeah. And uh, my dad had me, and he was, like, throwing me out to the the river, on the river walk there. And it it just reminded me of that moment. Like, it was the same pose that he had in that moment, too. And it's just like, man, I really wish I could remember that moment and I could have shared that moment with my dad, you know, it was just, yeah. it was this very beautiful thing mm-hmm. they had, but, um, but yeah, we're, yeah, we're, uh, biking to DC and it's going to be pretty fucking cold probably too. Well, yeah, we're going in the early April, so it's, it's going to be his or miss. It could be like, April's I mean, really wishy-washy here. And, it's global uh, and, warming too, so. Yeah, true. It could, I mean, it could snow, it could it not. It could snow or, you know, April showers. Bring me flowers. flowers. Boom! So we could be, you know, <laughs> biking for 10 days in the rain. Or we could be biking for 10 days in, like, 60-degree weather. Yeah. yeah. Or in, like, a torrential downpour or in, like, a snowstorm. Yeah. Because it did snow here in the, in the one in last year. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, could. I mean, we could get all four seasons, really. Dude, that would be sick if yeah. we got, like, rain or, like, snow, rain, and then, like, heat. Yeah. Like, that'd be, that'd be fucking weird. I really, yeah. I really hope that would like, I mean, like, knock on wood that nothing bad happens, but also but like it's just for like, the film. But for the film, stuff needs to go down. Stuff needs to like fucking happen, you know. Um, I like start planning nails on the route, so you guys just keep getting flat. Fuck, my tire, <laughs> or my chain broke. Yeah, like, well, like we have this one skit planned for the beginning of the film where it's just like. I go into there's a bike shop literally right across the street from my apartment. And I go in there with my bike and being like, what do I need Yeah. to, like, have to survive this trip? And then being like, oh, you need this, 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 and this. And me being like, okay, I, I'm poor. I have, like, $100 to spend. What do I absolutely need Yeah. for this trip? And then being like, okay, you only need this. Like, this is what you're going to get for that money. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be fun. I really... I secretly want Kyle to, like, be wearing a, a helmet cam... 
and for him to crash in the middle of it and just start with that. Head first right into like a fucking ditch. Yeah. But of course I don't I don't actually want that to happen because I don't want Kyle to get hurt. I, I need to get a helmet. That's probably where the yes, majority you of my money is. need to get a helmet. I'm gonna get a yeah, like I need to buy a helmet. Like yeah. I don't have one. Um I need a helmet and a front tire or a front rubber. That's I don't need a whole front tire, I just need the rubber yeah, part yeah. of the tire. Not the um, tube though. The the wheel. The, the wheel. The tire part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, yeah. My bike is pretty okay. I mean, it hasn't been, like, run that much. I mean, it's it's a mountain bike, though. It's not a road bike. It's not meant to do 360 miles in 10 days. It's not? I mean, it'll do it. But it's... <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I need to know, Alden. That's all I need to know. Yeah. It, it, can it do it? It'll yes. do it. It's just a lot harder than what it should be. That's all I need to know. <laughs> that's all I need to fucking know. <laughs> it can do it. That's does, all I need. Does Matt have a bike? No, he would need to borrow one of yours. Okay, then we have to buy an actual wheel because my mountain bike is missing a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the mic goes... See, that's why we need to get uh, Bear yeah. Dog in, in the sponsorship yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Matt, Matt just walks in there. I need a wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any experience biking? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm going to be like, I, yeah. uh, I'll walk in there and be like, look, I'm not going to bullshit you. I have no fucking idea what yeah, I'm yeah, doing, yeah. like, whatsoever, you know? <laughs> like, But I think that just makes Greg for the film. It's just like, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing, right. you know? But it's just like, if I can do it, anyone can fucking do it, yeah. you know? Which is, I think is the beauty of, of, like, adventure. I don't think you have to be, like, this, like, I think at, at certain extents, you know, like you don't, you just have to like want to do it. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a realistic expectation on something, then you can go out and do it. You don't have, right. but, but that's all it takes. And then you can like go another level on something and then another level and train and do another level and train and do another level, and another level. It's all about getting yourself out there, you yeah. know, and doing it like, yeah, I don't bike often. I rarely bike. Yeah. But I'm going to go out and do this, you know, because why not? Because I can do it and because yeah. I believe in myself and yeah. I can do this, you know. And it's just like, it, 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 what, I'm just going to sit around and not do it? No, the opportunity's there. I'm going to go do it, right? you know. And that's that, I think that should be the mentality of everyone, you know. It's just, yeah, you have the opportunity to do it, do it. You can go bike for a week, take off for a week and go bike somewhere, right. you know. And I think it just, it, it's going to be a really interesting film too, especially yeah. in the climate and in the, uh, especially if, if Matt goes, like me and Matt don't really bike that often, it'll be a very interesting uh, journey yeah. <laughs> to well, yeah, like slow down. It's going to be really interesting because like most of the, most adventure films have like these athletes that are in their prime. Yeah. And like, not that you guys aren't in great shape, but you, you're not. I'm not bicycling. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like fit to do this in yeah. record time. You know, I'm gonna take my fucking right. time and do it. You know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be sweating by taking my time and doing yeah. it. You know, but I think we're gonna like we're gonna see a lot of things and we're gonna see a lot of people. And yeah. um, I like the idea of like going down to your parents' place, especially around your dad's birthday, and kind of like celebrating it and just kind of like yeah. chilling out there for like a day. Yeah, with them, and then going to DC. And then just kind of like exploring around DC, and then going and hitting up, uh, hitting up the train, going back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And also, I think it, that'll be around the time when I'm kind of like I'm moving out of Pittsburgh too. So that could be mm -hmm. a whole storyline into itself, you know? Yeah. Um. 
It'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting. Yeah. On itself. It'll um, be good. Definitely. I have high hopes. We got a lot of sponsors interested too on, hey, <laughs> on it. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to say who, but uh, yeah. it's, yeah. We'll talk more about that in the coming, coming episodes. Definitely. No, definitely. Um, I'm really excited about it. I know you're really excited about it. Yeah. Um, it's given me very, a whole new life onto it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's very exciting. But yeah. So the movie that we watched today. Yeah, we did watch a movie after all. We did. Uh, was Slow West. The movie that we watched, it was actually uh, shorter than the amount of time we've been talking so far. Literally. Hour 23, we've been talking for an hour 27. So... Um, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna hit play in yeah. three two. We watch this on Netflix, so go on Netflix and just type in Slow West. So in three, two, one, hit play. Seventy three percent, and yeah, it's starting right now. We yeah, see, you should see the A twenty four. Yep, A twenty four really fucking bringing it with movies. You know, yeah, you can really Annapurna are some of the best. Annapurna, dude. Yeah. Here, turn that down. down. We're gonna mute bit. that shit. We can leave it. Leave on some background. Direct TV made this movie. So, uh, I do have to say, to start things off, parts of this very much seem like a, a direct-to-TV movie. No pun intended. You think? What? Like what? Like what moments? Just, just like, the way that it's shot, and... Huh. I, I didn't think that. No? No, I didn't get that, like, made-for-TV movie it, it vibe. Felt, it felt very... It, it doesn't feel like a... I mean, it's it's shot in a weird aspect ratio. It's like one one six six to one. Yeah. Which like is not is that's like it's an, like cut off at the sides. Right. That's an old like uh, a lot of old um. What's his name? Hitchcock movies were one six six. Okay. And so it, it's like, it, but they shot with Panavision lenses, but it's not. Mm. It's not. There's some macro lenses in there too. Yeah, it's not. It's not widescreen. It's. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting film. Yeah, it's really weird. It's comedic. It's pretty like dark. Com- it's like a dark yeah. comedy. Yeah. At, at basically, the overall tone of it is, you know, um, we got Michael Fassbender, Cody, um, Smith McFair. Um, we got Ben Middleton in it, my boy. Um, and then uh, we got the the Hound. And Hound makes an appearance. Yeah, the Hound is in it for literally like two seconds. Um, it starts out with with yeah with him looking up at the stars here, which is kind of like his whole kind of like personality is you know just like kind of like this stargazing. Yeah, he's very optimistic. Yeah, which is I mean, spoiler alert, he dies. <laughs> um, which yeah. I really I really kind of like dig his death in this. It, it, I really yeah. dug it. Yeah. So like. At, so we have Cody Smith McFear, who is searching for his long lost love, Rose. Yeah, he's a he's a high class Scottish boy. Yeah, who has fallen in love with this this peasant in Scotland. Yeah, and as we we learn through flashbacks, his his father somebody comes and while while he's hanging out with his love is like you can't hang out with the peasants and he's like no I'm with the peasants I'm one of the peasants and then the dad the ma- the, the the hound pushes yeah. him pushes the dad his lover's father pushes his dad and kills him so Rose and her father have to flee to America and and Cody or his his name is Jay in the movie yeah 
he is now trying to figure out where they are. He's so going he out west to find them. Cody yeah. Smith McPhee is. His yeah. Name. Yeah. Um, yeah, he goes out west to find them because they. And um, I like how he's just like this very optimistic, like, I'm gonna, go, like, she's the love of my life, like, yeah. we're meant to be together. And then at the end, when he finally finds her, she shoots him. Yeah. And doesn't even think twice about it. Well, she doesn't even right. recognize him. There's like a, like, as you'll see, there's, so there's a bounty on Rose and her father. Yeah. Uh, we are, we infer because they killed a, a high uh, lord in, in Scotland. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of outlaws and bounty hunters are on the hunt. And they get to him and there's this big shootout at their new house. And, um, yeah, Cody goes in. Cody J, he goes in. He kind of just, like, runs in to, like, be like, I'm here. Right. And she's just, she just shoots him because she thinks it's another... Another bounty hunter. Yeah, in. she doesn't even think twice about yeah, it. She she doesn't even recognize him until everything is until down. literally like what five minutes later she yeah. doesn't even recognize yeah. him and even then she's just kind of like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry you got kind of like caught up in this. Yeah, she's not heartbroken or anything because then Michael Fassbender has that quote where he's just like, he loved you and she's just like his love was in the wrong place. Yeah, and it's just like she he. It's kind of like that great thing where, like, some people, you think that some people mean more to you than they do, you know? Yeah. Like, you kind of put this person on a pedestal. Yeah. When they're actually, they could really, like, not care that much right. about you, you I know? I mean, in, in one of the flashbacks, Rose calls Jay a, the brother she never had. Oh, really? What yeah. flashback was that? Right in the house? She, yeah, right before she makes him get under the bed. Oh, yeah. shit, I don't remember that. It, yeah, she's like, you're the brother I've never had. He's oh, like, shit. Like, you don't mean that. She's like, I do. But even in that, that scene when, in that one flashback where they he rolls down the hill and she, she puts his hand on yeah. hands on him and then he puts his hand on her hands yeah. and then she kind of pulls away yeah. real quick, that, that just says it too right. right there. You know, you don't really even need that whole brother line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just, he's very much infatuated by her. Yeah. He thinks she's the one and she doesn't think he's the one. But that's so great. And then she ends up with Michael Fassbender at the end. Yeah. Michael Fassbender plays like such a badass in this movie too. Yeah. He's just like, he kind of comes in, he saves Jay and he just, yeah. it is like his, his, uh, bodyguard. guy. Yeah. Basically his bodyguard through the West, you know? Yeah. And, um, gets him all the way to... Uh, Rose's house until yeah. he basically I mean ba Jay basically kills himself by running in there you know yeah unfortunately and like Michael Fassbender's uh, Silas I want to say his name is I don't remember I'm pretty sure it's Silas um, he just he gets shot and he just kind of like just stands by the sidelines and just smokes a cigar and just like waits until everyone else like dies and then yeah. like kind of comes back in yeah, I like this shot here of like him looking at the uh, Native American, and then yeah. running off. I like also the shots at the end of the movie after everyone yeah, dies of and all they the sh dead of all the dead people. I really yeah, like that really shot. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, in Halloween where they show all the uh, shots where Michael Myers was. You know, I don't remember. The end of Halloween, they show like every scene where Michael was, hmm. and then they end on the Michael Myers house. I don't know, it just brought me back to that. Yeah. So this was written and directed by John McLean. Yeah, this is his uh, directorial debut and the only movie that he has directed since. Yeah. 
I really like this introduction to Michael Fassbender's character. Yeah. This kind of like sets him up to, totally. You know, he's just this outlaw who doesn't right. really care about authority, you know? And uh, <laughs> I like how he takes... He's, he takes a... This is a great split diopter shot right here because you really don't notice that it's a split diopter shot. But then they also overuse the split diopter yeah. shot, I feel like. They, yeah, they, they use do. it to an extent where you notice the split diopter, yeah. but they're not focusing on something that should be in focus. Right. You know, it's kind of like just something that's not clearly lit and then something that is clearly lit. Yeah. I like the shot where they, he, like... He goes to shoot him with uh, Jay's gun, but then it doesn't work, and then he shoots him with his own gun, and he tells him to clean it. Yeah. I, I really like that. And just it totally sets up his character as just kind of like this, you know this guy's seen some shit, you know, and he's just like yeah. this total outlaw, you know? Yeah. There, I think there's... Do you think Michael Fassbender's uh, voiceover is necessary? Um, interesting. I like how the sun... Kind of like yeah, it went behind the clouds. It changed here. Yeah, I really like that. And I'm just kind of like, was that on purpose or no? Mm, no, I think it was just nature. Yeah, which I I, I really dig. Um, this is uh, I think when you first watch it, you really don't think much of it, but on a second viewing, you kind of take it as like, oh, why isn't you know Jay narrating it? Oh, because he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of I like it. I just don't know if you even need a narrator. I think you could get everything across without a narrator. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I think from a standpoint of, like, when you go back to rewatch it, it means yeah. something different when you first watched it. Yeah. So I think it, it kind of, like, lends itself to that. Um, but I think if it wasn't in there, I wouldn't really have much taken away from it, you yeah. know, as yeah. much as I did. I like how he's just like, we're going to save your horse here, and he cuts yeah. off his uh, rid of the extra his luggage, basically. Yeah. I just I, I love Michael Fassbender and I think he's just like uh, we talked about this in Shame where he's just like one of the greatest actors of his generation. Yeah. He's he's like he's the modern day Marlon Brando, you know, and he's just like he's an actor where you just like you see him and you're just like your attention is drawn to him. Yeah, and he's just not he's gonna take your attention and he's not gonna let it go whatsoever. This kid's good too. I saw him in um. The new X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, he plays Nightcrawler. And he's okay in that movie, but I thought he was pretty good in this. Like, he, he holds his own against yeah. Michael Fassbender, which is a pretty tough job to do. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. I don't know. And then we also got Ben Middleson in this movie. Ben Middleson, I first saw him in Place Beyond the Pines. Um, which I think... Place Beyond the Pines is probably like an American classic, in my opinion. It kind of just sums up the American dream. Um, and yeah. also it's kind of like, it's, it's a generational tale too. Okay. Um, and Ben Middleton kind of, it plays a, a friend of Ryan Gosling in that movie. And he just plays just this total sleaze bag in it. But he, yeah. but when you watch him, you just like want to like him, you know, he just mm -hmm. kind of has that like natural likability and yeah. like this kind of like, you, you, you know, that person, you know, sure. it's just like this, this instant bond that you feel with him. Um, I think he's just a great actor in in general. I think he, every time I see him, I just I love that he's he's in a movie. <laughs> yeah, but this aspect ratio is so weird. It's just cut off on the sides. Yeah, just, just a little bit, like an inch off the sides, you know. Yeah, it's just not quite as wide as as a film normally would be. 
So they filmed this in New Zealand and Scotland. I think they filmed like I think they filmed the majority of it in New Zealand. Yeah. And like so and like a couple beach scenes in Scotland. Yeah. Um but yeah. I think most of these like landscape shots where you'll see like the mountains and shit and like land and valleys is like New Zealand. Yeah. Basically. There's a lot of beautiful beautiful Oh yeah, it makes me want to go to New Zealand and just like explore around. Um but yeah, I mean, I love westerns. I think westerns are like oh, they're so much fun. Yeah, they're they're fun and like they're not like westerns nowadays. Like aren't y you don't get them every yeah. year? You know, it's like the only person that's really making westerns is Taylor Sheridan. He's making like modern westerns. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like uh, Sicario and Hell or High Water or uh, Wind River, and those are very much modern kind of like neo noir westerns. Yeah. They're not like classical westerns, like this movie, and you know, and it's every time the western comes around, I very much appreciate it, you know, because a yeah. lot of like love and care has to go into them. You know, they were very popular at one point, and then now there's kind of like this forgotten art form. Like this is the scene where I'm talking about here, yeah. where Jay puts his hands on her and she kind of just pulls away real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's this subtlety where it's just like he thinks it's so much more than she thinks, you know? And that's yeah. just, like, a lot of love, too. I've, I've been He's that guy. Yeah, exactly. I've been that guy where it's just, like, I think that this is so much more than it actually is. And then Michael Fassbender comes along and fucking sweeps her off her feet because he's Michael Fassbender, you well, know? Well, yeah, I think there's sort of a little opportunistic stuff there, too, with the fact that he's the only guy alive still. Well, yeah. Well, well what comes into play, too, is... I, she has a relationship with one of the Native American characters that yeah. is like in the fight with her, which right. which show which so he get so Jay gets shot by her, and then the Native American character comes up and sa and says something and we it's and she kisses him yeah. which clearly shows a relationship, and then a bullet goes through hits a jar of salt which pours onto Jay's yeah. wound. And it is the... I literally laughed out loud. Yeah, you, there were a couple point. times in this film that you laughed out loud. Exactly, because it's it's so funny. And it's just... Like, when Jay got shot, I was just like, I fucking knew it. And yeah. I laughed out loud. And then when the uh, salt hit the... When the bullet hit the salt and poured onto Jay's wound, yeah. I laughed out loud, too. Because I was just like, my God, the visual fucking motifs happening right yeah. now in this movie is incredible. <laughs> and like, you're like... It was just like salt on which would be a cheesy thing to think about, but when yeah. it when in that way that it was shown was perfect, and mm -hmm. I thought it was just so brilliantly done. Yeah, like hats off to this director and for for doing that because that that takes a lot of balls to do. Yeah, with thinking that it like when you think about it, it'd be a very cheesy thing to do, but what as it was executed, I think was brilliant. Like I appreciated it. Oh yeah. It's just, I mean, you got a lot of beautiful landscape shots in this movie, too. Yeah. Now we're introduced to Ben Middleson's gang. Yeah. And then when, like, the old guy, when he talks about, like, him shooting just that random dude who he thought yeah. uh, shot his friend, you know, like, I laughed out loud at that point, too. Yeah. There are a lot of, of really good, like, anecdotes and stories that relate back to what The Wild Wild West actually was. Oh, definitely. It's just this weird, dark comedy. You know, it's just very, yeah. just very weird film. It's it's a very weird, weird western, I think. Um, I think this is a day for night shot right here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm, 
it, it seems a little too brightly lit. Um, but we also got these very, um, oh, excuse me. We got these very beautiful, like, uh, night shots with the, uh, stars and the moon. And there's one shot that shows the campground and then it shows the stars and the moon, like, in the foreground. And I thought it, it was absolutely brilliant. It probably wasn't shot that way. I mean, it's obviously kind of, like, cropped off there, but, I mean... Again, it, it kind of shows this very great juxtaposition of each other. And you have this really great juxtaposition of the characters of um, Jay and Silas. Silas is a very, like, cynical, kind of like, he's lived out in the West for the longest time. And he kind of, like, knows the ways and he kind of, like, has seen how, like, shit goes down. And Jay is this very, like, optimist you know, person coming from Scotland who doesn't really know anything about, like, America or about the West and is very just like, I'm just looking for the love of my life and we're just, we're going to find each other and we're going to live happy ever after. And Michael Fassbender's character just knows that, like, that's not how it's going to end. Like, he knows that it's it's nothing but death and destruction and sadness, you know, that lays out here. And um, what's beautiful is that with them meeting each other, Michael Fassbender's character kind of comes into terms, he comes to his own in, like, being able to accept love and being able to accept someone else. And so his journey throughout this movie is kind of this acceptance into, like, being able to bring in a rose into his life and being able to start a family and live this kind of, like, very... Um, this very kind of, like, one-note, like, love life that he didn't know existed before, you know? Yeah. So even though it sucks for Jay having to die, yeah. it, it's kind of, it, it's very much Michael Fassbender's movie, right. you know, but with, when you didn't think about it, you know? Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, like, who do you think is the main character here? Oh, Michael, J uh, Silas, Michael Fassbender's character, is the main character. Yeah. Why? I think, I think, uh, Jay is our audience character he's getting us into the story yeah but then when you think about it overall silas is the main character because he has the he has the main arc of the movie going from this yeah. very kind of cynical person who knows how the west is run and being like you know coming from this very disturbed background of like lawlessness and just yeah. like looking for fast money you know and a fast grab and like not really thinking anything of life to coming to terms with what death is and then able to find love out of that and having to raise a family. He adopts the kids that he yeah. basically abandoned earlier in the movie right. and is able to like cultivate a family and a life out of that. He is definitely the main character and has the overall arc of the movie yeah. because of, because he meets Jay because of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's very much a weird movie. It's, it's very odd. You wouldn't yes. think of this movie in, in the context that it is, you know? You would think, yeah, like, I, I think a lot of people that would watch this movie being like, why the fuck did Jay die? You know, like, whoa. Yeah. But it's just like, Jay's just like, he's not really the main character of this movie, you know? He's just, yeah. he's kind of, he's the introductory character. Yeah, yeah. That's he's why, like that's why Silas is the narrator, you know? Right. It's Silas's story. Yeah. I really wish I would... I mean, like, 
I go back and forth on this being like it. I wish I was born in like the West, the old West, yeah. or like the 1940s or 50s when I, when it, like you could be like a uh, photographer for like National Geographic and actually go places and yeah. get paid and like yeah. write and shit like that. Because nowadays, like, everything is explored and it's very hard to, like, be that kind of person. But, like, back yeah. then when, like, there was so much unknown and you could, like, be that person. Right. Um, and, like, even, like, back in the West, you know, you could just, you know, like, live off the land, you know, and, like, not care at all. is very ideal. But, like, the life expectancy yeah. of that, like, holy shit. Like, uh, during the Old West, you were lucky if you lived to 40 Oh yeah, like that—that that was. I totally forgot this character. He comes back into play later on in the yeah. movie. You totally forget about him. Yeah, it's a bounty hunter dressed up as a priest. Yeah, and he even shows the gun too. Like it's just—it's so beautiful. Yeah, I like that though. It's just it, like you don't even think about it. Like I completely forgot about that character right. until I was just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And you were just yeah, like, "Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the guy from the convenience store." Yep. That's him. He kind of comes in and goes out, you know? I, I like that, though. It shows a lot of confidence as a filmmaker to do that. Yeah. And even this whole scene in this convenience store is just so fucking, like, weird. But it sets up, like, the whole children and the whole, like, desperation of the West, you know? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I really, like, it. it I think the idea of the Old West is very appealing. You know, like, living off the land and being able to, like, camp and, like, do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're in the shit and when you're just, like, literally every day could be your last. Like, someone yeah. could just shoot me the next day and that would be it, you know? Right, it's right. just, like, for, like, literally nothing. People could just shoot you just because they feel like shooting you, you know? Yeah. Um, It'd be really hard to do it, or to prove who did it back in these Except days. you could get away with killing someone and when you were yeah. there, you know? Um, but, like, even, like, I think that, like, even, like, back in, like, the 1940s when it was just, like, yeah, you could just go off and be, like, a photographer for Nat, Nat Geo and right. just, like, explore the world. Right. Explorer, yeah. And that's when, like, being, there, that's when, like, being an explorer was, like, still, like, an opportunity to, like, as a career, you know? Yeah. Like, I like that one, um, there was a quote, um, on some, it was a, I think it was a free solo. It was like the last explorers were like the rock climbers now. Like yeah. those are the, the last explorers, you know, and the people that photograph that, you know, yeah. because every, because unfortunately everything has been explored, you know, um, I mean, not everything mm -hmm. got bear Island, baby. Hey, um, <laughs> um, I like this scene a lot here with the with this foreign couple that come in here and try to rob yeah. the convenience store, and it's like it's so, it's such a desperate moment. Yeah, and it's something that's just like could have been avoided, but um, but because of because of one person's ignorance equals out a consequence. Yeah, onto three people basically. Yeah, and I like how Fassbender plays the scene where he's just like breathe breathe and he's just cr trying to like calm the situation you know and I, I, I just love how desperate this situation is like like no one wants to be in this situation but, yeah but that that shows you what the west was like you know it was just it was just this total desperation of of like people didn't want to be in the situation but yeah. it was thrust upon them you know like even the convenience store uh owner was just kind of like I like how she shot, like, that's a one-shot pistol. Yeah. She doesn't have another shot in this pistol. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, she dies for no reason. You know, yeah. like, she doesn't have another shot in, in here. And it, no. it, it I, I just love how the scene is played. And how Cody kind of shoots her, you know, when he didn't really have to. But he doesn't even know. Because he's so ignorant, you know. He doesn't know what, you know, type of gun she has. Yeah. And then when we see the kids later on in the scene, it's just so heartbreaking. Like, I remember just being like, fuck. I know. Fucking kids, you know? And it's... But it, it's so beautiful how it all just kind of, like, comes together with just, like, Fassbender. T- yeah. He kind of rejects these kids when he first sees them, and then he ends yeah. up actually, like, kind of, like, being the surrogate father for them at the end. There's another split diopter shot here. Yeah, not, not used as well. Boom. Dead. And now he's a killer. Yeah, the the that's the only person he kills. Yep. In this movie is this woman. And he shoots her in the back too, which is quite interesting. You know, everyone kind every everyone shoot that's kind of like the thing, you know, it's the yeah. unspoken rule of when you shoot someone. You don't yeah. shoot someone in the back. You look someone yeah, in the yeah, eye yeah. when you shoot them, you know? Sure. Um and for him to shoot a woman who didn't have a bullet, basically, in that gun to shoot her in the back. And for him to get shot by the love of his life, basically, yeah. and for her not to really even notice that it's him, yeah. it's kind of like this beautiful irony. Yeah. You know? This disregard that he had for this woman and then the disregard that um, Rose has for him. Yeah. But he immediately regrets it right here when he sees these kids, you know. But also, he didn't have to shoot her, you know. Well, I think she was going to shoot Michael Fassbender, though. But she didn't have a bullet in that gun, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's a... I don't know what she this could girl easily, says here. Right, we don't know. But uh, she could have easily, like, filled up the batteries. Uh, the bullet. Bullet. Sorry, I'm dozing off. <laughs> it's it's three a.m. here in Pittsburgh. Is it? Yeah. Holy shit! We gotta wrap this up. Yeah. Um, what would you rate this movie, Alden? Uh, out of ten, I'd give it a six and a half, maybe seven. I'd give it a six. Yeah, it, it was solid six. It was good. It's, it's, it's a movie that it's like it's on Netflix. Like watch yeah, it. Like yeah, you already yeah. you already and paid it's, for it. It's like eighty minutes long. It literally it went by. It's 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 ironic. It's called Slow West, but it went by really fast. Yeah. It's it's a very it is a slower western. Like there's not a lot of stuff that happens in it mm-hmm. as far as like the story plot goes. But mm-hmm. but it, I like it, the it, thing that Michael Fassbender yeah. does right there. Yeah. It it is. Um, it went by like the eighty minutes went by really fast, and it was a it was a nice story to follow along with. Yeah, it's quick. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's yeah. in and out as fast as you started. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend this movie. If you love westerns, definitely check it out. If you love Michael Fassbender, yeah. definitely check it out. If you like actors, like acting and all that shit, yeah. check it out. It's a solid story. Solid. It it it's got enough quirks in it. Yeah. To like kind of keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. It's got some dark comedy in there. It's got some really great uh, uh, scenes about violence in there too. Yeah. Um. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, highly recommend this movie. I gotta say, it, it was it was fun to watch. One of my, if if I could be transported to another time in the world's history, the the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, Wild West is, really? is where I'd like to go. That's where you would go. Yeah, just I, I mean, just 
watching them like was ride on horseback from spot to spot and camp when yeah. wherever the fuck. Yeah. That's that's what I wish America still was. You have to keep a gun on you. You probably shoot people. Yeah, that's uh, alright with me. Shoot trespasses. I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, either that or like medieval times and I would want to be a knight. I would I would say either like this time yeah. or like post World War Two. Where I could go and, like, be a photographer for, like, Nat Geo okay. and just, like, explore the world. Yeah. And shit like that. And, like, where it was, like, you could get paid to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, write that, and write about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, that, those were the two times I wish I could, if I didn't have to be alive right now. Well, yeah. First introduction to the hound, baby. Yeah. Okay. Got the hound here. Um, he gets, like, shot, like, literally, like, the next scene yeah. that he's in, he gets shot. Um, yeah, great movie. Uh, interesting shot of him. Mike Fassbender peeing. Michael Fassbender has a pretty big dick. If you watch Shane, yeah, we you see his big dick. Yeah. We just reviewed it in our uh, most recent episode. Yeah, and like, well, well when we're recording this released. in February. Yeah, it's February 13th, 13th now. right now. And like, in the one before, two before yeah. this, we reviewed uh, Shane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check out Slow West. It's on Netflix. You already paid for yeah, it, so check it out. Like so. Yeah, so go check it out, people. Um, yeah. It's got a weird aspect ratio, but it's also, it's a weird story. You probably won't even realize the aspect ratio. No, not definitely, unless you're into cinema. Yeah. Um, check it out. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, great acting. Great, uh, pretty great story. Uh, great Western. Um, it go it's an hour 24, so it literally goes by really quickly. Yeah. Um, so easy. Yeah, it's, it's literally what well, that's an that's an afternoon right there for you. Um, yeah, check it out, people. Uh, definitely. Uh, if you want to keep up with me, you go to supertramp underscore Kyle on Instagram. I'm Alden Roth two, everywhere. This has been a new edition of Late Night Lycanthrope like Nightmare. Yeah, I just want to send a little shout out to everybody that has been listening. Hey. We're getting like a consistent twenty something. Listeners, and that's like not a lot in the grand scheme of podcasting, but for, I appreciate for two, you for two bozos that just talk about life and, and movies. Yeah. You know, I appreciate all those people, all you guys that are out there listening. I appreciate you. Keeps people. us going. I really do. It's probably like my mom, Joelle. Your mom 20 times. My mom 20 times being like, Jesus Christ, Kyle, I can't yeah. believe you're fucking talking about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can go on about some some shit, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, def, uh, hit us up on the Instagrams, on the anchors, on the Facebooks, on whatever you feel like hitting us up on. Yeah, I'm an open book. Yeah, I'll talk about whatever. Absolutely. All right. Wait. Until next time. Yeah. Watch a good movie. It's sick. Booyah. Mm -hmm.